Hey guys, welcome to Discovering God's Best in Business podcast. My name is Sarah Talbert and I am a business coach and mentor for women wanting to get consistent clients and grow their business with joy and profit. I help them clarify their offers, grow their audience, and book consistent clients. And I'm Dara Simons. I'm a web designer for mom-built businesses, and I'm also a ministry wife. And we started this podcast because we are super passionate about helping other Christian women in business or wanting to start a business to know exactly what God wants them to do with it. That this isn't something that you're doing, just giving your life away, that he wants you to profit from it. And so we welcome you to discover God's best in business with us. We are talking today about what does the Bible actually say about money? I feel like it's one of these things that people say that, you know, the Bible says this and that, and we just felt like it was really important to actually go to the source and find out what the Bible actually says about money. So Sarah, what have you found in your research? So, I mean, I agree. And I just want to like mention that too, is that I don't want my opinion about money to be important. I myself struggle with anxiety around money. And so I've researched a ton of verses about money and what does God say? And he has a lot to say about money. Yeah, that was kind of my background as well and our heart as we're sharing. Um, But I just kind of had a couple of verses I wanted to chat through. And I think you have a couple of verses and maybe that be the outline of what we go through. Um, I don't think we're going to have time to cover everything the Bible says about money, but maybe tackling it. And there's many more episodes to talk about it. So the first verse that kind of came to me was Matthew 6, 19 through 20. And he says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And a lot of times we hear that and we're like, so that means I shouldn't have any treasures here on earth and I shouldn't have anything and I shouldn't, um, this, we were just saying this pull to poverty and wearing that poverty as a badge of honor. Um, And I don't think that's what the verse is saying. And a lot of times what I like to do with a verse is take it and say, well, what does it say before? And what was the author actually trying to tell this specific group of people? Jesus wasn't saying don't have anything on earth. For this specific verse, it was be eternity focused. Like don't just be thinking about your money and don't just be thinking about when can I get this next thing? But is your mind set on me and my kingdom? I mean, like everything with God, that it all goes back to your heart, right? I think there's so many things that we struggle so much with that God's like, eh, whatever, what is your heart in the matter? And that's, um, you know, that it's not, it's specific to us, but to him, it's all where our heart's at. And that's the the treasure part of it, you know, that where, um, where is your heart? What are you really um, valuing? You know, that you need money to give money, that um, you need money to feed your yeah. kids. You know, there are all different things that, that we need in life and that God says is good. You know, it says in Proverbs to lay up an inheritance for your children's children. Well, that's that's finances as well as everything yes. else. And so um, it's not that God's against money, 
but is concerned about where your heart is with the money. Does the money have you? Absolutely. What's a verse that you have that you were thinking about? I man, and I think this one because I just saw this misquoted on Facebook mm. the other day because you know Facebook's <laughs> the source of all rants, but um, that people say that uh, money's oh. the root of all evil, and really in First Timothy six ten it says, "For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil." Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and perceived themselves with many griefs. And there's there's just so many like really good things about that. But it's that the love of money, it's not the money itself doesn't matter. It's where your heart is with the money. And also I think the part where it says that some people eager for money have wandered from the faith. And so um, that's, I mean, so much about that is where is your attention at? Um, Is your attention, like you said, are you being kingdom focused or are you just focused on the making money part? And that's a really fine line for all of us to walk, you know, that um, there, it's so, so easy to slip over into that um, mindset that you're just eager for money and that you can, you know, look at all these things that I can do if I had money. Um, and that's, I don't know, that's why it's really good to be yes. in community, you know, to have friends that can hit you over the head and be yes. like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Um, that we need those people to pull us back because it's so tempting just to get off in the yeah, wrong direction. And this offer you're creating, it's only to just strive to make more money. You haven't like sat down and thought about mm-hmm. how can I help? How can I serve? How can I be generous with this offer that I'm putting mm-hmm. together? Um, thinking about the business side of things and it, it goes back to that heart thing. But I was, th- that kind of made me think, well, first off in first Timothy, it does say for the love of money. And then it says for the root of all kinds of evil, money is the root of every evil that's ever existed in all, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's the striving after this materialistic thing. And that kind of led me to think about in Luke twelve thirty three, it says, sell your possessions and give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that don't grow old with a treasure in heaven that does not fail where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. What mm-hmm. he's saying here is you don't need these treasures on the earth and to be kingdom focused again. But above that, he's talking about not loving money, right? But above that, in verse 29, he's talking about, don't worry about your food. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. And I thought, so do we think food is bad? Like, do we think, you you know, right? definitely not. (laughs) Do we think these other things are bad? So what's the stigma around money? And, but even food can become an idol and even, you know, coffee, can become an idol. Now I'm like stepping on toes and I'm like, gee, for the love of coffee is the root of all kinds of evil. I can probably fill in the blank there. Um, But I'm just saying like, we read that and it says, don't worry about the food or what you're going to wear or all those things. And it's not the food that's bad. And it's not the, these Mm -hmm. things, it's the attachment that pulls us away from striving after God first, because he knows when we start worrying about the food or worrying about the money or battling if it's okay to make money, then we're stuck there thinking about that. Mm -hmm. We become worthless to the kingdom in general. You know, I think it's so interesting that a lot of times we think that people who, um, and that people who are doing that, who are like loving money, who are attached to money, 
um, all of that have money. And so many times that can be the opposite, right? That you love money because you don't have money. That um, that's first and foremost in your thought because all you're thinking about is I need to pay my bills. I need to feed my kids. My kids need shoes, you know, all these things. And so it's not like, it's not to God whether or not you have it. It's what your attachment is to it. And that doesn't mean that you're a millionaire and that it could very well mean that, you know, you're all kinds of in debt and that's in your, that's first and foremost in your thought process. And so, um, I think so much we get caught up like in our little human minds, get caught up on the wrong thing and we think about it the wrong way. And really God's saying, what's your heart saying about this? Absolutely. I'm thinking about like pride and when we pride, usually when you think of that, it is this idea of look at her, she's standing up, she's so proud of herself and she won't stop talking about herself and like just boastful, I guess. But pride can be the opposite, just like money can be. And when you sit and sulk in a corner and say, I'm not good at anything, I'm useless, it's still only thinking Mm -hmm. about yourself. And so I yeah. think all these things like like money, it doesn't matter if you're rich and it doesn't matter if you're poor. What are you doing with what you've been given? And it's okay to continue to pursue business that's making money if your motives and your heart is in the right place. Yeah. Later on in First Timothy 6, it says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain. And I think that really, um, and it says put their hope in God, obviously, right? Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Mm. So um, whether or not you're rich or poor, regardless of what your bank account looks like today, it's that we're not putting our hope in that, that we're putting our hope in Christ. And that's what God's really concerned about. And then also in that, how God richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. So that's not us, you know, like sitting under a tree somewhere, sulking away the day that we're meant right. to enjoy life and we're meant to bless other people and we're meant to show them that God loves them, that that's yes. the entire point of the gospel. And so um, through that, we are able to give and to um, enjoy life right alongside of that. And it's really hard to do all of those things when you're struggling day to day to provide for your needs. Yes, I love it. Hebrews thirteen five, but keep your life free from the love of money. And be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that, again, that free of the love of money. And just because you are putting an offer together online or you're creating hair bows to sell on an Etsy shop or whatever you're doing, this isn't There's nothing wrong with charging fair prices and struggling to, um, there's nothing wrong with charging fair prices and getting money for that. You're not loving the money because you've put work in something and then asked for money for it. And then also the focus of that verse is hospitality and love of others. And so when you're crafting something for your business, that's, loving and going to serve others, then it's, it's not loving money. It's loving others. And you can love people well through your business. So if we keep our life free from the love of money, it leaves space. And that love for money, like we just finished saying, can be 
love when you're thinking about it nonstop, either trying to pay your bills or overly stressed about, am I going to get enough clients or get enough business this week, this month, instead of resting and that he wants you to be content with what you have. I think it's where the, the, the money is not, and I think that's this overarching theme here, that the money is not even the issue. That dollar bill or that Benjamin, the $100 bill, <laughs> it's not, that's not even the issue at all. We see that so often through all of scripture. It's never the issue of food. It's never the issue of money. It's always going back to are you in relationship with me and focused on me and what I want you to do with your gifts here on this earth? And I'll provide the rest. Yeah. You know, when you were saying that, um, I was thinking about the verse in Philippians where Paul talks about, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. Mm -hmm. And I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, while they're living in plenty or in want, that I can do all this who through him who gives me strength. You know, the thing, yeah. I feel like that we always stick out like, oh, Paul's telling us that we should be poor and, you know, it's more holy to be poor. But he's <laughs> saying in that, that I know what it is to have plenty, which means that as yeah. a Christian, Paul knew what it was like to have all of his needs met and then more, that it wasn't just him, you know, yeah. shipwrecked, having nothing um, all the time, that there wasn't, that wasn't the only time that he was living for Christ and that um, his financial situation was not dependent on that he was relying on God regardless of what his finances looked like. But I think we tend to glorify the negative and think we have to be a martyr mm -hmm. and we're more holy because we make less money. Yeah. And I don't see that in scripture. I don't see that at all. And I think so many times, like when Jesus told the rich young ruler that he had to give everything yeah. up and walk away, that that's like our example, like, oh. Jesus wants us to not have everything. And I've totally thought yeah. that, like I've been there. And yeah. um, I just realized like that was for that one person. That wasn't him yes. telling everybody, you need to walk away. It's that that one person had his heart on his things more than he had his heart yes. on serving God. And so for him, for that situation, yes, he had to walk away. That does not mean that your children have to go without food today so you can give everything away and follow Jesus. You know, that there's balance. Yeah. And that's where God deals so individually with us. Mm -hmm. And he knew that rich young ruler. He knew his heart and he knew that he's either going to commit or not. And this is the barrier. And if he's willing to give that up, then he will be a follower of me. But that's sometimes with us, it has nothing to do with money. And he's asking us to give up something else. And we've got to be in tune with what the Holy Spirit's speaking to us about. Not coffee, Jesus. I can't go that far. <laughs> I hope you keep that in. <laughs> Join us next week, and we are going to be discussing charging your worth and what that means as a Christian. Does God want us to charge our worth, and what does that even look like in your business? Make sure to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe so that you can make sure to catch all of our episodes and share it with your friends so that they can get in too.